Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Take Command Podcast from Odyssey Sports. I am Greg Hoffman. He is Logan Paulson. And Logan, we've had a couple of days in pads now, so we can break it all down. The quarterbacks, how are they doing? How's the line play now that they're actually hitting each other? And this team has done a bit of situational football. How are they operating third down, red zone, goal line, et cetera, et cetera. Break it all down on today's show let's dive right in uh quarterback play that's the the biggest thing obviously there's a a multitude of factors that affect that and and we'll obviously have to talk a little bit about the protection before we dive deeper in it uh or into it in about 15 minutes we'll talk about the receivers and how they're doing but when you look at the decision making of the quarterbacks and and hitting the throws that are there um how do you feel like sam howell is doing so far as, as the pads have gone on yeah, I mean, I think I think the whole whole offense, quite frankly, looks a little bit better to me in that in since the pads have come on. So, um, you know, Sam's looking better. I think it feels like they're kind of um, I won't say game planning because that's not the right word, but accounting for elements of the defense that they weren't counting for early on in the installs, or guys are just getting more comfortable with the plays that are called versus the defense. I mean, that's one of the things that I always found really helpful as training camp went on is you get really good at blocking your defense, right? Because you see it every single day. You're like, oh, the tight end's to the right. I'm going to get a three technique. I'm going to get a six technique. I'm going to get the backer plussed over. This is how I'm going to hit this combination. You just get a thousand reps at that. And so I think they've, they've just gotten more comfortable. You know, I think um, it started for me like last Friday, I want to say it was their first day of doing team run. They didn't have pads on, but they were running like, like we, I mentioned on the show, like a lot of pin pull stuff. And I felt like the O-line kind of came to life a little bit, you know, like, and I feel like they've just been getting better and better and better each day. And so, like, you know, we were talking about before the show started, how you felt like the offensive line needed to come together a little run blocking. But, like, when I watch it, you know, I get the all 22, I get the end zone angle, I get the sideline angle. I see lanes being created. Now, are they perfect all the time? No, but I see space in the front, which is something that last year when you watched the run game, like, wasn't really happening. So, like, to me, that's really good because then it's just about – can we be a little bit cleaner on these combinations? Can we be a little bit cleaner with the back reading the runs out? So as long as that continues to progress, the way it's been progressing the last two days, I think this offensive line is going to be pretty good. And so, like I mentioned, Friday, uh, Saturday, and then obviously today. What is what is today? Today is Wednesday. Today's, today is Wednesday. We've oh had two padded gosh. practices yeah, since, so, since uh, the unpadded's on the weekend. Yeah. So obviously, there's been four practices, but I will say since that that run installation the group has come together in Passpro a little bit better. You can tell they're starting to feel each other out. How to, like one of my favorite plays from today was 
Wiley was getting bulled by Casey Tuhill. The slides to the right. Gates does a great job overtaking the nose. And Cosme's got, he's kind of posting with his inside hand on the nose. Eyes to Wiley. He sees the bull. Big chip help. Kills the bull. Perfect pocket to the right side. And then in that same breath, you get um, Chris Paul winning a one-on-one against Federian Mathis and Leno winning his one-on-one. So, you know, like, I just feel like they're starting to get a vibe a little bit with each other. And this definitely feels like, you know, something we talked about this offseason. Uh, I know we're supposed to be talking about quarterbacks, but I feel like this is such I was going to say, let's, let's just, let's yeah. just shelve the quarterback for a few minutes because we're in it now. And I don't yeah, know if there's a couple of trains of thoughts that, we, that have already uh, left the station. Yeah, and I feel like this is such an important part of Sam Howell playing better or looking mm-hmm. more comfortable. Um, and so I, I think that, um, you know, like seeing that all come together, seeing that chemistry, because it's something we mentioned this offseason was like, this is definitely going to be a group that's going to be playing better than the sum of its parts. And I think you're starting to see shades of that, which is great because what are they like seven practices in? So they've still got a little bit of runway left. Obviously, first preseason, preseason game next weekend. But I think they've got a lot of time. And, you know, um, we, we talked about this off the air briefly. They are getting a lot of work done each and every practice. I think that's also kind of one of the reasons you see a very kind of pronounced progression with that group. Yeah. So a couple of things on the O-line. You're hundred percent correct that from my vantage point on the sideline, never getting to hit rewind, watching it live. It definitely seems like the first team defensive line has really dominated some of those periods. And specifically, I think of yesterday's nine on seven, uh, which it's funny because they actually don't think they did nine on seven. Like it's a nine on seven structure, if you will. Like it's a run period. There's no, no outside skill guys or no DBs, but I think it was actually eight on eight. Like there's a safety that was hanging out in the back. Anyway, it's, it, it was a run period. Yeah. And like, it felt like John Allen or Duran Payne or someone was giving the running back a hug in the backfield every single snap. And then, you know, the twos get out there. It's not quite as bad. And the threes get out there and and they they popped a couple. Um, But I do think that once you get into teamwork where like passes are on the table, play actions on the table, runs on the table, you have seen definitely a much more even distribution of wins. And that's that's how it should be. Right. Like we talk about, you know, I I talked about this on the radio yesterday. Um, The way I evaluate training camp is. You first have to figure out, based off the setup of what you're watching, who's supposed to win the drill. And some drills are kind of designed for the offense. Some drills are kind of designed for the defense. If it's a team blitz period, yeah, the defenses should win more snaps because Mm -hmm. they're blitzing. Um, And the offense doesn't know where it's going to come from, whatever. If it's, you know, seven on seven, it's, it's slight advantage to the offense. And so, like, are the percentages right? And the most even 50-50 fair competition is when you're in a true 11-on-11 team period. And there, definitely, you're still seeing some tackles for loss. You're still seeing some sacks. You're still seeing, you know, pass breakups and all that kind of stuff. But you also see a much more – you're starting to see, I think, by the day, to your point, the offensive line get a little better. You see a couple of runs pop today. Curtis Samuel had some really good touches today. And, and, you know, obviously Robinson and Gibson and and Rodriguez and Jonathan Williams continues to impress as well. I I just think that like there has been some dominant stretches, which I think honestly I'm happy about because it gives me hope that this defensive line is everything that we think it can be, but also rep by rep, the offensive line is getting better. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, like, I think you mentioned nine on seven, like nine on seven, having done that drill is pretty much like a defensive drill. Like they have two extra guys usually in the formation, which is 
fine. And it's not always true nine on seven. Sometimes you bring three tight ends. Sometimes you got a full, but you know what I mean? It's like, sure. But approximately like their goal is to be plus one in the run fit and it's to make it hard for you. And so I will say that like, while that drill is not always the cleanest, one of the things I really like seeing is guys, when you know, uh, when the defense knows it's a run combinations, creating movement. And so like, sometimes they hang a little bit too long on the combinations, whatever, whatever linebackers run through, whatever, whatever, but like seeing Chris Ball and Nick Gates like forklift John Allen out of a a gap the other day was pretty exciting, you know, like that that gets you fired up. And then we talked about Wiley and um, and Cosme and how they've been in the run game. And I think obviously like they're better kind of in combination working with each other, but they are they're so fast off the ball, their get off is excellent, you know, and like their ability to kind of close the space to their uh, to their D linemen, so pain in some situations, sweat for Wiley and kind of keep windows in the run game is really cool. And I think, um, and I think again, yeah, nine on seven is a run centric or this defense centric drill, but when you get in a team team run, even, which is like more realistic, cause you can throw it a little bit. Like you see kind of, again, the holes are a little bit wider. The reads are a little bit slower and you know, the RPO stuff's there, the keeper games there, there's some screens that they run in that period. And I just see a more efficient offense because as they've added, as they've kind of rounded the offense out, um, they've gotten more efficient down to down. Like that's mm-hmm. really what it's been. Like it's just they, they've just gotten more efficient as they go. So I think that's that's a good sign to me. And it's kind of like you know, in terms of install, that's what you want to see. Like it's going to be tough early on, I think, to be efficient, right? Because you're learning a new offense, and then to see that efficiency slowly ramp up, guys knowing where the target's going to go, the combinations being nice and thick. You know, uh, Juan, Juan Castillo and Terrell Wharton deserve a ton of credit, I think, because, you know, we were, I don't know, I was kind of concerned that they weren't doing run stuff in the offseason. And that... Yeah, it was, lo- was kind of one of those things where it's like, we got a pin in it, we're going to watch and see if this was a yeah. problem, but we, it's too early to have already called it a problem. That's a better way to say it, yeah. And I think the and I think it shows you that offensive line development is not always in live periods. It's kind of like boxing or sparring, you know? And for yeah. them, all that all that work they're doing on the side, all that work they did this offseason seems to be coming to fruition now, which is a good time to have it. So I, I think it's um I think it's a pretty I'm pretty excited. You know, obviously like pretty excited. I know fans will like, oh my gosh, Logan's excited, but it's 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 looking good. The offense is progressing in a nice way. It's looking like a healthy offense. There's answers versus different looks, there's answers in the blitz period. Do they always hit it? No. Like today, Jacoby um, had a rep where it was like an A-gap pressure. He's got to hit the shallow cross, and the plugger just kind of gets in the way of the throw at the last minute, and he has to hold it, and he gets his throw in the dirt. Like, that's a win for the defense. But the fact that there is an answer, right, that he can get to the shallow cross, even versus A-gap pressure. You know, there was a corner blitz today, and they had an answer where they were able to throw the receiver right now, or they ran a wheel, and they got the ball to the back right away because, you know, they identified that it was a pressure look. So I, I think that's good, you know, and I think you'd like to see maybe, you know, as the offense gets a little bit more efficient, more efficiency in the deeper stuff. But I, I'm every day has gotten better. And I think that's a testament to the staff and the players. Hey, everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball has been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone podcast available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Yeah, I also like the way that they're constructing some of the stuff that they're doing. There was a period today where they went like it. the The split was we were expecting one on ones, O line, D line, and then seven on seven on the other side of the field. Yeah. And what they did instead was cluster work on the the skill position guys, the pass game stuff. So it was like three on three, four on four type of stuff. Um, and you're working combinations and, you know, DBs get to work on passing stuff off receivers get to work on their releases and, you know, making sure if we're going to switch release this, we don't run into each other and, and the spacing is right. And, you know, all those kinds of things. And then on the O-line D line side of the field, it was actually kind of the same thing. And it, it took yeah. me a second to realize like what was happening, that it was really an offensive line drill, because I was like, it doesn't look like the defense is actually trying to win here. Like I, I, I was trying to figure out like, okay is one of these guys like a live rusher and it's a one-on-one and they, you know, you don't know if it's going to be your guy. Like I couldn't figure yeah. out what the drill was for the first three or four reps. And it turns out it was, it was a combo drill. And yeah. like, that's the kind of isolated work that I just haven't seen before. Yeah. Um, and you know, something that they never did as far as I can remember in the Gruden era. Um, it was a Callahan thing. Callahan used to do stuff like that. His, he called yeah. his a pod drill where it's five V four. And essentially it's the same thing. There's no linebacker in the game. So it's just it's literally like we're working combos, like D line, good luck, right? Yeah. There's no one to come off to. So But it's it's super like it's super isolated work. And like yeah. this is the time of year that you can do that stuff. And I and I loved it. And I'd have to think that it, it's gonna help this team. And by the way, they were doing it for like twenty minutes. Like these periods are long and yeah. they're getting a lot of reps in at the same thing over and over again. And that's something that you and I have talked about and veering off a little bit from the specific here, but like that's something you and I have talked about, you know, in your career that there were times where you're just like, well, I'm, there's my eight reps today. Um, yeah. you know, and these guys are getting a ton. Even the, the threes are getting a ton, ton of, of reps, reps, which is just going to make sure that everyone's a better player because they've, they've actually practiced. And so that was something I wanted to ask you, because we've talked and we're talking more about this probably later in the week, you know, yeah. just the volume of reps or whatever, but like, does the practice because I don't get to watch a ton of practice because we're doing segments, we're like walking around talking to people, so I don't get to watch. Like, what does the cadence of practice feel like? Does it feel like urgent throughout, it, it, or yes, is it, but it also doesn't feel rushed, yeah? Like, and there, the, the funniest moment of practice today, um, which was enhanced by the conversation that Nikki and I were having on the sideline while it was happening. Uh, so the referees were out of practice today, yeah. and you know, Eric always kind of has the same cadence it's you know they break the huddle get on the ball yeah. ball is hiked and go get it like every yeah. single play go get it i'm like who is he talking to like yeah. which which guy who's Just who's the go get, get it, it guy um and then it's get off the field and like yeah. you know he's, he's making sure that it's efficient um, but it's not like they're running hurry up. It's just like, get off the field. So the next group can get in the huddle, right. or if you're supposed to be in the huddle, get your ass in the huddle. But the, the officials were out there and they'd thrown a flag on a particular play and they were in a little group huddle taken forever. Like they would in a real game to discuss. Cause I think there was multiple penalties and Ron's kind of yeah. waiting on them. And eventually like, you know, Eric had, you know, the players are used to the, the cadence Eric had sent in the play. They broke the huddle. Referees are still kind of, you know, lollygagging back to their positions. Uh, the umpire is like, whoa, we're not ready yet. Like sprints in to stop the snap. And Eric just obliterates the officials. It doesn't matter right now. We got another play to run. You can talk to us after. Get out the way. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because right before that, I had said to Nikki as it was kind of taking too long, I was like, is Eric going to yell at the officials too? And sure enough, turns out the answer is yes. So to answer your question, like 
it does not feel rushed. It just feels like a good, consistent tempo, tempo. on a metronome of like, this is what an NFL game feels like. The yeah. play clock goes, the next snap happens, and you just keep doing that until the the, the drill is over or until your, your reps are over and you switch from the ones to the twos to the threes. Yeah, that, that's really cool to hear because like when you like some of the more efficient offenses I've been a part of were, were like that, like practices were like that. There was a, an urgency. You're not rushing, but you're urgent. And I think it just allows you it's game speed. Yeah, to get to get more reps in, to work your conditioning, to again, like the we talk about the individual work. We've mentioned that already, but also like there's really no replacement for like being on the field with your guy, like working through in-game adjustments and being like, Oh, that I was a little loose on that. I got you this next one here. Let's, let's go to play calls in. you know what I'm saying? And like, Oh, Hey, with the slides there and just getting volume in, in time on task is so important. And, and the way to do that is make sure you've got a good cadence. So I think that's great. And I think, I think you're seeing the fruits of that reward with the offensive line. Obviously the defense is still doing a great job. I'm not saying, but I, you know, like in our earlier conversations about, about training camp, like the defense was, was dominant to a certain extent right so now it's kind of evening out a little bit the defense is still doing a great job um you know the, the defensive line is still doing a great job the linebackers have flashed like the secondary is doing great but to see the offense kind of start to to match that intensity of a defense that i think we both think is going to be pretty good yeah is, is awesome so yeah um one thing that i like that I really liked that they did. Um, they did a, a ton yesterday. They actually did it a lot today too. I was trying to think, but yeah, they definitely did it today too, is mixing the ones and the twos, um, yeah, both sides of the ball, but especially on the defensive side of the ball. And to me, that's a, uh, something about the O-line or something that's helpful for the O-line because yes, it is very helpful to get better at football, to go against someone the caliber of John Allen every snap, against Deron Payne every snap. But it's not but really what, though. I think that's the jo- thing. What jo- but the thing is, like I think I think you know what you were about to say is exactly what I'm about to say, which is that helps you actually get really good at blocking John Allen. Yeah. And the problem is, is John Allen's not Dexter Lawrence, and yeah. Dexter Lawrence is not the next guy. And so getting even if the next guy up is a Big Phil is not as good as John Allen or F.A. Obata is not as good at John Allen. It's a different challenge. Yeah. And so making sure that you're not just getting good at one thing and you're not just solving one problem. I think it's helpful for this O-line as they figure out how to react to all situations, all personnel, all different types of rushers, all different types of guys in terms of how they play the run. And, and getting that mix and match, I think, has been really beneficial. And, and maybe it's actually been one of the, the catalysts for them coming together sure. a bit as a unit these last couple of days. I think that's totally true. I also think it's important to note, and, and you've probably experienced this in your life a little bit too, like if it's too hard, if the, if the task is too challenging, yes. I can't work my technique or my rules or anything because I'm just right. like, if I had to go try to mode. block like me had to go try to block John Allen, you could give me infinite number of reps. I'm not tough. going to get any better yeah. at it because he just kicked my ass every single time right. and I wouldn't learn anything. I would just be in pain. Yeah. And I kind of felt like that's what was going on with Sadiq. And so like, it's weird to see like Chris Paul come in and play well, you know, against John, but it, I feel like he had time with, a little bit lesser competition or really hone in on technique and angles and positioning and, and punch and, and position on the double teams. And, and I think there is a lot of value there. So I do think it's great to mix it up. You know, it's not exclusively twos. I think what they did yesterday was like four reps, like ones versus ones. And it was like four reps, ones versus twos, you know, and they kind of went through that way. So they're still getting one versus one rep, but I do think that that 
just taking a little bit off the gas pedal allows you to really solidify some of those those mm-hmm. techniques, especially along the offensive line, and and see concepts in the back end too. Like if you're always going against a, a coverage group that's just locking you down or runs it exactly the same, like like you said, it's not getting you better the same way. So I do think that that's a really smart move by by the staff, and I think it it, it leads to a good constructive learning environment for the team, which ultimately is what this is. It's just a it's like school. Yeah. It's like class, you know. So um, I'm I'm encouraged, and I think I, I will continue be to be encouraged and. Uh, you know, I think Cleveland's going to be a really exciting thing to watch, you know, just for, as a fan to kind of see where the team is at and see how sharp everything looks. Cause like this is, this is totally changed. You know, I coach at the high school watching practice every day with e, with EB and how he runs it. It changes my perspective on how to get, how to maximize the teaching of a training camp practice. And I think that's a cool thing to see. 